You know, you guys out there listening, you know, put your kids in front of this podcast. I mean, we're not going to get too crazy. You might want to put them to bed maybe a little bit later on, but <laughs> that's just that's just me talking. I'm just kidding, but, well, maybe not. But the good thing about you guys is, you know, y- y'all like to bow hunt, and we like to build fires with uh, bows, bows and arrows. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just kidding, guys. We'll take a bow hunt maybe. Maybe. Uh, but <laughs> I said if you don't know your effective range. You need to start half. I knew I was good. That's why. He, that's why he's Arkansas Dave Rudaball. That's why. That's why he's Rudaball right there. No. Don't give your guide a knife for a tip. He probably has a knife because he's a guide. Uh, Here he that, comes. That kind of stuff. Here he I comes. Mean, that's the kind of stuff. Here he just, comes. He's coming in hot. Yeah. Wow, like, like, in hot. like I said, qualifications to even run being the running for guide of the year. It's pretty much self-proclaimed. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> if you forget something, right? Oh yeah, no, it's it not is, like you yeah. just have the camp back, run back. To no, camp no, 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 no. You forget <laughs> something. It's like, man, for two days you're sitting there, man. I would sure wish I would have brought my wet wipes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. That is for true. all God of the years, non God yeah. of the years, second team All American God of the years. Yeah. If you forget the wet wipes, it is not good. No, <laughs> it is not. It's not going to be a very good hunt. No, but no. you all, but you always got you always got the opportunity to go back and regroup. Okay, yeah. so so go nobody's telling on nobody's telling on any clients. So let's let's go over there with the best wet wipe story ever in the woods. Oh, oh, oh I, no. I, I, had, I had a pretty good one too. I, I had uh, I had three three young ladies with me on a on a cow elk. Oh, I don't think I'm gonna be able to beat this already. Oh, and, no. uh, hey, we are gonna cut in right there. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to Tour 12, where we are discussing business, leadership, and life today. You just heard a few sound bites of what we're gonna be listening to. I'm not sure how far, how deep we're gonna get into this. Well, let me rephrase. It does sound like it's going to get deep. This is episode three, and you did read the title of this episode correctly. Don't forget your wet wipes. I want to give you just a couple things before we get into um, an absolutely ridiculous conversation that you're about to hear. Do us a favor, please. Go out on iTunes. If you've subscribed to the podcast, thank you. But if you haven't, go ahead, subscribe to the podcast, and please give us a review. Your feedback is vital to us in this initial soft launch stage of the Tour 12 podcast. We're getting ready to go uh, public across all of our networks, and we would love to have your review, your feedback, as we get ready to go into the full-blown launch of the Tour 12 podcast. It's going to be exciting because this week the tour rolled in to Fairfield, Texas to hunt F.E. Hill Ranch. Not only did we get to harvest some amazing animals, but we got to record a live podcast out back with our first live audience, and it was an absolute blast. You're going to get to hear from Mr. John Hill, who does an amazing job running the Hunt F.E. Hill Ranch on the banks of the muddy and mighty Trinity River. Also joining us in the conversation will be Mr. Neil Carico, who we had the pleasure of getting to hang out with this entire week. And I'm going to tell you, I found out quickly, um, Mr. Neil knows how to run an outfitting business. He is doing it the right way. He gives us a great insight onto what that process has looked like for him as well as John. And these guys are truly living their passion every single day. And so there's a lot of value we can take from, from the conversation. There's also going to be a whole lot of entertainment value that you're about to hear. Before we get to that, though, I want to challenge you with a thought. As I was at the ranch this week, there were a lot of thoughts going through my mind. I was introduced to a man by the name of Scott McCauley. Scott was our camp cook for the week. 
and I'm going to guess Scotty has no idea what I'm about to say. But what I'm about to say is important, I believe, crucial to life. Because the truth is, you really never know the impact that you're going to have on the people that you're around. So here's where I'm going with this. I want to start by asking you a question. It's a question only you can answer for yourself. When you walk into a room or a new environment or a new surrounding where other people are on location, do you tend to draw attention to yourself or is your natural tendency to draw attention to others? Our camp cook for the week reminded me of what it was like to not tell people how good you are at something, but to show them how good you are at something. You see, Scotty never had to tell me he was a great cook. He never had to tell me he was a hard worker. He never had to one time tell me he was good at anything. But what he did consistently throughout the week was constantly show me how good he was at cooking. He also often throughout the week explained how appreciative he was for what we did and what we brought to the table. Now this may sound weird, but at the end of the day, he made me feel like what we brought to the table had value and that we mattered. The thought I had was this, how many times do I leave an environment better than I found it? How many situations and relationships in life do I feel like I invested more than I took from that relationship? I can tell you what I left Hunt F.E. Hill with was this, every person that was involved, every cook, every guy that played a role in the week we were there definitely gave more than they took from the week. From our guides, John to Clinton, Danny and Justin, and of course our camp cook, Scotty, everyone gave. And because everyone in that place gave, the natural process was this, everyone also received. I recently read how the power of life and death is in the tongue. Immediately after I met Scotty, I asked John, I said, where's this guy been all our life? And he said, you just wait. You ain't seen anything yet. And he began to brag on how great Scotty was. He spoke with positive words. And so this is the simple life lesson that I took away. When you do things the right way, you don't have to tell anybody how good you are at anything. The proof is somewhat in the pudding, as they say, and it will prove itself in time. Not only that, when you do things the right way, others have your back and they'll communicate what others need to know about you. So the question is, what do others say about you? When it comes to our journey in life, I believe it's a thought worth considering. Well, with that, it is time to dive into our conversation this week on the podcast. We're going to dive in with John Hill, Mr. Neil Carrico, B. Hunt, as well as myself. And I know you're going to enjoy this conversation, this episode, episode number three of Don't Forget Your Wet Wipes. All right. Well, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the conversation. We are in the studio on the back deck the tour 12 has rolled in to fairfield texas hunt fe hill we're here with like guide celebrities on the back deck we got we got this is about as live as it gets without broadcasting live two perennial <laughs> candidates for guide of the year with us today we may Every, have to get into that yeah strong Are you talking about, Neil? Talking oh, about no. john with timberline Holiday. Jim Hill. <laughs> All right, so so we have Mr. John Hill, Johnny D. Hill from F.E. Hill. We got Neil Carico 
from Timberline Guides and Outfitters who, what I've heard, Neil, is you have a lockdown on the West. Is there any truth at all to that? No, none <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, we, we, uh, we do some hunts out there, deer, elk, antelope, kind of whatever, but uh, by no means uh, is, it, is I, it a lockdown. How many hunts have you done this year? A little over 200, probably. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have the West lockdown at all, does he? <laughs> so both you guys, man, are, are guides, loving life, killing lots of animals. Let's, yes, sir. Let me rephrase: harvesting lots of animals. <laughs> yes, yeah, we're harvesting. And uh, give our audience no, just give us just yeah, a little bit of background, John. How long you been guiding here, Deffy? Uh, FE's just been a small venture, honestly, for me. Um, we're going into our sixth year, actually finishing up our sixth year, so we'll be going into year seven. I grew up hunting my family's ranch here, um, and honestly, the, the reason Neil and all my guys are here with, you know, Mike Gallardi, uh, Thomas Carr, uh, the reason I brought Neil, because I wanted you guys to meet, I, I wanted everybody to get together with Strutting Bucks, and um, not really, you know, just to just really go into that real quick, but the reason I, I get passionate about it, and you can probably hear it in my voice, and excuse me, guys out there, I'm, I'm a little under the weather, but it doesn't really matter because I'm always under the weather, seems like. Um, so I'm not an <laughs> AM hunter, but uh, I try to be. <laughs> yeah, and if, if y'all know me, you'll know why. But anyway, uh, no, uh, six, this, is our, this is our sixth complete year here at Hunt Effie Hill Ranch. Uh, we, we are now known as Effie Hill Outfitters, LLC. We're uh, uh, low fence, whitetail hunt main draw we do have a lot of ducks we have a ton of feral hogs that uh jason jeter good friend of mine he was out today with us he guides a lot of those hunts but uh main thing is uh we're low fence hunt central texas we're an hour and a half from dfw airport we're two hours north of houston from bush international and uh quite honestly we're not supposed to have the kind of deer that we have here at hunt effie hill ranch but you know we prove uh well i'll say we'll dispel that myth every year every year yeah Yeah. a lot of management's gone into this deal though a lot of management tons of management even though we're we're small in the game right now as far as uh you know the years that we've been doing this thing but we've been managing this property for over 20 years and uh one reason well thank you brandon thank you for that man but uh Seriously, we, we've been managing this area for a long time, managing close to 30,000 acres here that's uh, uh, all, most, for the most part, contiguous country. We do uh, cross our river. Trinity River is our big river here. And uh, we have a co-op called the Middle Trinity River Basin Co-op. And it's a whitetail low fence co-op. And that's what we do. You know, we, we have a lot of landowners that do a really good job of managing their deer. Uh, mo- for the most part, most of them do they don't want to take anything younger than a four and a half year old deer uh but we're here to hit a hunt effie hill we don't want to do anything less than a five now will we kill a four and a half if if we need to take him yes we we will we don't like to do it but we will so well, anyway. you guys do an incredible job man well thank you I mean, thank you for that we uh me and b have not honestly in the last 10 years done just a ton of outfitted hunts no but the more I'm around Effie Hill, I'm really kind of starting to lock them. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. How about you, Neil? No doubt about it. That's that, we, we end our season here uh, every year. We kind of we, we kind of start uh, middle August and we run through the end of January, and, and uh, it's always a it's always a good time to bring 
our guys down here at the end of our year to get a little trigger time and hang out with John and just an outstanding, outstanding place. You can't beat it. I mean, as far as 12 trophy quality and, and, and numbers of animals, I mean, there's just it's nothing stupid. comparable. Nothing, just, just to kind of nothing get, I've seen, get everybody an idea. When, what, when, when would your season start versus an end kind of, yeah, Cause pretty it's, much. Because it's out west, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe most of our listeners are not from out west right now, so, 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 so basically, depending on whether or not we have sheep hunts, it's it's usually the first or second week of August through the end of January, and it's pretty much nonstop. I'm I'm usually home maybe, maybe twenty days in that span. Wow. So, um, you married? No, no, I'm not. I'm not, but I, I probably should be. Yeah. How's it going, Cassie? Yeah, yeah, Cassie, if you're listening. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yep, yep. Well, we get it. What I like to, um, like I said earlier, I, I, I wanted to get Neil and his crew out here to uh, to meet you guys because I think this would, uh, you know, y'all know as well as I do, the thing about networking right now, it's just, it's unbelievable. Social media is where it's at and that's fine. But what I, what I really want to commend Neil Carrico for, honestly, and this is no BS, he has no social media. I was just he has go there. zero social media. That's impressive. Hey, I heard you were a marketing master on Instagram. Exactly. But hey, uh, seriously, boys and girls out there, word of mouth is still king. And that's w- one thing that I want to do tonight, honestly. And, and thank you all for giving me the platform through Strutting Bucks yeah. to be able to tell you all, you know, you guys about Timberline Outfitters, because those guys, they do a phenomenal job. We've hunted with you. I don't know, Neil, every year for the last six, seven years, whether it's yeah. antelope, mule deer, cow, elk, elk. You know what? Are, what I mean, every, everything that we want to hunt out west, he can put you on him, and that's that's one reason why that uh, I, I I just I can't talk I really seriously. I know you guys don't y'all y'all don't understand the kind of camaraderie have we have here on the back deck here <laughs> oh, at, yeah. this, at, at this podcast. But um, the, these guys the, these are the circle of people that are so important to me. You guys with strutting bucks, you know Matt Cal, yeah. you know the, our guys up there in New York with strutting bucks. Cleed, Mike, yep. um, Brandon, Heath. I mean, I can't say enough about y'all, and that's tightening the circle. That's what I like. That's what I like to do is tightening this circle because there, there's a there's a lot of things out there that we can do as conservationists, as hunters, to bring the next generation into this thing. And that's what you know. To me, hopefully, you know, you guys out there listening, you know, put your kids in front of this podcast. I mean, we're not going to get too crazy. You might want to put them to bed maybe a little <laughs> bit later on, but. <laughs> That's just that's just me talking. I'm just kidding, but well, maybe not. But anyway, no, seriously though, uh, without the next generation of hunters, we're not going to have anything. You're we're right. not going to have anything. You know, get the gaming systems out of their hands just for a weekend, just for a weekend. We and we have a lot of guys that come out. Neil has a lot of of uh, youth that come out and hunt with him. Yeah. And uh, to me, honestly, it's uh that's very special to be able to do that because there there's countless countless kids that have come out here and i've been able myself or my guides have been able to be with those guys when their children have taken their first buck and there's no better hunt now don't get me wrong do do i want to be with a guy that takes a 160 170 of course i do yeah Uh, it's just like I, i i've harvested that buck myself but to have a kid to come out 
Man, unbelievable. unbelievable. We've experienced that too here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's that's what I was just fixing to mention. You know, you guys have the uh, the father-son hunt. Yeah. And uh, this year that you guys will get to see later on in uh, the year with Strutting Bucks when they, they air some of their new episodes. I was able to actually hunt with my son this year. And, uh, and it he, went he, down on film. It is. It is. It's an, an, a heck of a buck. Heck of a buck. But we were here with you and, and Jeremiah with mm-hmm. y'all's kids, man. Mm-hmm unbelievable i mean there's just there's nothing better than that what we do i mean it's so it's honestly it's it is very very rewarding for for you know to be able to have that experience it is for sure i want to backtrack for just a minute because a lot of our listeners are wondering how they get to do like me and b get it all the time like how do you get to go kill deer for a living or they don't see the whole picture they think that's just all we do but take us through the guiding process a little bit not maybe start to finish but how in the world does a guy get into guiding and becomes a career. I mean, how does that? St- how did it start for you guys? For for me, I was always that 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 kid. Like like in uh, middle school and high school, we had you know, we had a little bit of acreage, and I was always that kid that wanted to get out and hunt before school, or or just slide a you know l- little couple hours in here and there and do whatever. And uh, got out of school, and and uh, you know you kind of get faced with. Um, what, what you're gonna do? What, what happens now? The real world and all that, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 uh, for for me, um, for me, I, I, I went to college. Didn't finish. Didn't finish college. I got real close, but I got tired of being broke and took a semester off, and that hey. turned into the rest of my life. Um, I'm but right uh, <laughs> I yeah. dropped when I was a junior, man. I was like, I need to go make some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It panned out. Okay, I mean. <laughs> right, right. It's working, yeah. working so far. Find a trade, go, man. That's it, man. That's it. So, yeah, that was me. I found a trade. I, I, I worked in the oil and gas industry. Uh, started with a company that was brand new uh, uh, when I started, and and uh, it just blew up. And I had a good seat, and I just realized that I I didn't really like it that much. You know, I'd been there five or six years, and and <clears throat> well, I say that the the. <laughs> <laughs> the kicker there is I was there five or six years, but not from September to the end of January. So it was, <laughs> and they knew that and they, and they were good about it. Um, but they, they knew there was no arguing that I was going to go hunt, you know, and, and uh, I worked for a, for a very good guy, um, big mentor in my life. And, and, and we still do a lot of hunting together awesome. and uh, he kind of got me into it. Um, so I came to a crossroads where I had to do one or the other. And, and I picked this, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not what people think it is really for the most part, <laughs> but, not as uh, glamorous no, as it no, sounds. it's not, it's not, <laughs> as but, you're telling me about a 20 day hey, sheep hunt uh, yeah, the other day, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound yeah, very glamorous. No, it's not, especially when the phone's ringing the whole time, you don't have service and hey, trying Neil, to get Neil, let me, lined let, out. Let me interrupt you just real quick. And I mean, you can. You can tell yeah. me. You can tell me this uh, if I'm wrong, but I, we I, we've talked about this many times. How many times has have you had a client sit down with you and go, "Well, man, you just have fun for a living. Is what you do." <laughs> They don't. They I, don't. They really don't understand. They really don't understand how much work goes into this thing uh, right. to provide them. You know the quality of hunts that we do. Exactly. And with that being said, sorry to interrupt you, but I mean it's just one thing that made me think about that no, as, you, as you were telling your story, John. That's spot on. I mean it's a it's a high percentage of clients that think that we right. You know we it's don't all fun do and games and and guides as well. Uh, also think we don't do a lot, but but. Uh, <laughs> 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 But um, but no, there. 
what I compare it to is is I mean it really is it really is just like anything else. I mean there's there's ups and downs and highs and lows and busy times and slow times and whatever. No matter what. Yeah, no doing. matter what you're doing, you know. But but uh, but at the end of the day, we're doing what we like, and 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 that goes a long ways for me. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter how much we're making or or whatever. That's that's what I want to do. So um, one key thing that I you know from your story and and it's it's pretty standard i think is not very many people just start out doing no. what they're passionate about and and, and being time. able to do that yeah, you're gonna to have to there. do some stuff that you don't want to do probably for a while for a while. before yeah. you get to that point yeah right. to yeah. where you can live your passion every day and do what you're passionate about you know yeah. can you remember yeah. your very first guided hunt where you took an actual client <laughs> yes yes i can good, good, oh bad, especially ugly. getting the god stories this is gonna be this, this is gonna get really uh, good it's gonna get deep real quick um no i can remember i can remember my first one uh <laughs> it was it was challenging but but not the hunting part uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> me and this awesome. me and this fellow we had a we had a uh we had a five-day archery hunt that turned into seven days, and uh, I just wanted so bad for him to kill something. It was just, it was just terrible. It was like first week of bow season, nothing happening, you know, and we're yeah. we were limited with where we could go. And 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 uh, anyway, uh, kind of came down to the wire, and, and something stupid happened, and we called in a giant bull and smashed him, and and everybody was just tickled, you know, and 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 uh, the other guides in camp. Uh, might have been a little upset, but we <laughs> we, we pulled it off for the week. We're, you know, we're, we're sitting at a table looking at another guy or two. We have a massive audience on hand tonight. Uh, but that was my first one, and then I uh, and then I got a check for that, and I thought, huh. <laughs> this is all right, <laughs> you know. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot, but it was a check. Was I thought, man, I, I can even, I can even go home after this because I got enough gas money. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to the outfitting world. Right? Yes, yeah, no doubt, man. That's crazy. What about you, John? You were the first one, man. Uh, I, well, and, and it's funny because you know I just admitted that here, here in Texas at the ranch here at Huntiffy Hill. We've just been doing this, you know, just a certain amount of years. Very, 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 honestly, very infantile program. But the reason I met Neil was because my family ranched in Colorado for uh, almost 20 years. And uh, my cousin and many of you guys out there probably will, will have, have heard him, Bobby Hill, with uh, Hill Ranch out there. He has a really heck of a good elk operation out there. Um, part of that property that where his operation is now, my family had half of that property for a while. Now we weren't solid in the hunting program with my cousin, but we, we did get to hunt a little bit for ourselves. And so every once in a while we, you know, if, if they needed someone, then, you know, I'd step in or a good friend of mine, Danny Flandry, you know, one of my guides here, great friend of mine yeah. here from Fairfield, uh, been working with our family here on this ranch, worked with us in Colorado for, I mean, many, many, many years. Well, the the very first guided hunt that I went on, it was a bear hunt. I had never killed a bear personally in my life. I didn't really even know how to hunt them. I just knew that we were going to go glass and we were going to shoot a bear. Okay. 
Well, and this was so long ago, and then you know, and of course, you know, I'm I'm not real sure about this fella, but I'm I'm gonna tell off on him for sure. <laughs> Because I don't, you know, I'm, I haven't talked to him or seen him in a very, very long time. There's a good chance he's not listening. But uh, yeah, he, uh, he we, we had a nice, we had a nice black bear, and he was dark, dark black bear. He was way out there, and you know, and you guys know us now as we're long range shooters. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was guessing, I was guessing yardage, just by looking at baseball fields. Okay, so guys, you know, like here in Texas. We're relatively flat kind of country, so you can get a pretty good guesstimate on yardage by, you know, equating that to, like, football field, right, baseball right. field, whatever, you know, however Which you want to look. today, by the way. <laughs> I totally yeah, guessed totally it wrong. Well, yardage. If you don't miss, you're not trying around. Well, I didn't squeeze the trigger. I'm just talking about guessing yardage. <laughs> We well, go there. Well, we can go there later if y'all want to. <laughs> well, you know, and, and just for a quick side note, you know, the good thing about you guys is, you know, y- y'all like to bow hunt, and we like to build fires with uh, bows, bows and arrows. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just kidding, guys. We'll take a bow hunt, maybe. Maybe. Uh, but <laughs> but no, uh, seriously, really. seriously, I was, you know, I was telling the guy, and I, and I grew up, man. I, I, I watched my dad hunt. I, I, of course, grew up hunting with him. One of the best things my father ever did for me. Just uh, other than hammering on my ass about my grades and, yeah. you know, doing things, you know, the right way, uh, moral character, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. He got me in the woods early. And uh, that's what we did. I mean, we hunted. You know, we grew up hunting. And uh, so, you know, he he shot a 264 Winchester. And, uh, you know, the only thing I ever told him, I said, Dad, I don't. it, it doesn't matter about what, what we got going on in inheritance or anything like that. I want that gun. And he still has it, and I, and I want that gun because that's what I learned to shoot behind. And uh, he, he taught me holdover, and it was all a guesstimate. So, you know, so I, I'm, you know me, y'all, y'all all know me, and guys out there, y'all are getting to know me now. I get off on a bunny trail really bad, but to come no, back to the original no. store, I'm not even sure what Heath asked me a while ago. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, cool. anyway, so uh, I got a guy there that was hunting there at Hill Ranch in Colorado, and we were after a, we were after a black bear. And, uh, man, I, I had a, I had a terrible time judging, terrible time judging across the Arroyas, you know, across the canyons and, you know, and I just told the guy and I, and I, and I wanted to be professional. I mean, I was 22 years old maybe. Yeah. And I was just like, this is the first time I've ever got anybody. I mean, I'm nervous as a cat. I promise you. I was nervous because I just wanted the guy to experience a, you know, a damn good hunt. Right. Not really like that. Well, no, not now, because I, I, yeah, cause I'll thrash you when you miss. But like like Neil said a while ago, if you're not missing, you're not trying. You know, that's that's just part of it. You're gonna miss. You're gonna miss some animals. And uh, but anyway, I I talked the guy through this whole process, and I was like, and you know, and I was looking through his scope, and I was like, man, you know what? I think he's at about three seventy five. He goes, you think? And I went, oh, he totally just called me out. So I froze. <laughs> so, I mean, I totally froze. Totally froze. And I said, yeah, I think he's 375. I'm pretty sure of it. And all else fails, be confident. Just Yeah. And so, you know, and I, I was just, you know, I was just a little punk kid, you know. Yeah. Grew up hunting in Texas and had hunted a little bit in Colorado. You know, some of the big stuff like what Neil does, you know. Yeah. Not very much. But so anyway, I said, hey, buddy, take the shot. You got him. You got him. He's laying in the prone, resting on rocks, and he smokes him. 
And I said, were you holding? Where were you holding? He said, I was holding exactly where I should have held it, 275. And I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And I went, I said, well, you know what? That was a heck of a good shot. And yeah. let's go down there and let's go get that trophy bull. You yeah. know, I mean, <laughs> that, that was, honestly, that was my first, first really experience of sitting with someone. And, you know, talking him through a shot and, you know, he ended up having the last laugh. But, hey, that's what John Hill gets involved with. Even (laughs) even at the age of 44, I still get involved in that kind of thing. Where did it all come together for you? Like where where did when you thought we have something here at the ranch that people would love to enjoy? I mean, it's been the last four or five years, six. Well, actually, uh, for me, Heath, it was probably I would say around 2010 where I knew that we had a caliber of buck here that was a low fence hunt. And, uh, you know, and like I say, a low fence, that's what we do here. Guys, high fence guys, I'm not mad at y'all. It's just not what we do here on Hunt F.E. Hill Ranch. <laughs> but uh, I, I saw the kind of the deer, the, uh, the, like what I, you know, and y'all have heard me say it over the years, the magical, mystical place of the Trinity River bottom. We took a 170, upper 170 class buck this year that we had never seen. Uh, Like uh, Danny and Clinton, they were out and uh, actually had a good friend of ours here uh, out of Nashville. Adam Sanders was here hunting, and he's one of our good friends that comes and hunts here every year. Uh, you know, highly, deeply involved in the country music world, singer-songwriter. And we were trying – well, they saw the buck, and they were trying to get him on the buck. Well, the, the reason I say this is to say this. We had not seen that deer. Now, have we had guys come in after a 150, 160 that uh, maybe weather permits? Yeah. I mean, we may have a deer pattern. We may have him, you know, we could have him on film. But uh, y'all know what the rut's like here. We've told y'all many, many times that the rut means, like, it. you don't know. When when we come out of rut here, you may never see them again. Right. Never see them again. Well, you know, you guys typically come here in January. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so, you know, we get after this buck in uh, mid-November. It's a lot like what y'all have had here in this this weather that we're hunting in now. What have we been? We were like 80, 70, low, yes. low yeah. 80s when y'all yep. first got here, and we had just a little small cool front come through. Well, yeah, it, it does change the pattern of the deer. It does. But anyway, so we get in the middle of November, and we find this buck. That's one thing that I love about what we do. And once I saw the ability to be able to go after those kind of bucks, even when you've seen them, when you haven't had them patterned, but to lay your hands on a 150, 160, and consistent 130, 140 class mature deer here, yeah. that's when I knew. I knew right then and there we had something very special here. And it was uh, just a management system that we had put in place basically – for uh, a lot of our lease hunters and that's for, what, for my family that you know so uh, me and john also have another passion i mean we both grew up in the cattle industry kind of and rodeo background right, right. i'm working on and getting there so when, when he and i it's met too late, Heath. when he and i met it was yeah. actually at a <laughs> god <laughs> so my, my magic mike's over here riding a bull <laughs> y'all didn't see that <laughs> my bad sorry go ahead <laughs> but anyway he and i met actually at a cattle deal that's right. we were at a superior right. livestock event in uh, fort worth and i work you know for animal health company most of some of our listeners who listen to the podcast before i'm i'm really glad that. y'all met too just want to throw that in uh, there. yeah <laughs> but uh, we're standing out by the cooker and i got a sitka cap on and yeah he 
said something about it and thought we started talking about hunting and for the as the conversation went on he figured out we i you know we talked about the show right. and right, right. stuff like that and he's like y'all need to and and we get that you know quite a bit yeah. but for what and sometimes it just falls through the cracks but for whatever reason john and i kept in touch and we ended up coming down here but his description when we first met he's like you need to come see me we got something special yeah. that was his yep. exact words yep, yep. Yeah, I think I met. remember you telling me about that. Actually, I was like, "Where are you going?" And he's like, "I don't know, but I think it's going to be good." <laughs> I yep. was like, what? I mean, you could just tell, yeah. you know, that you know, with through his passion and talking to him about it. I can tell you this: and I, a night, I, I, I have a couple a ton, nights in Fort Worth. Not a ton of outfitted hunts, <laughs> but we've all hunted a lot of places, and I don't know that I've ever seen a target-rich environment like what is right here. No, oh, yeah, no, it's anywhere insane. in any country. Well, and I, I you mean, know, and that, and that's the thing too, Heath, and, and and I appreciate you for saying that, especially because the like what I tell, like we have a ton of repeat clients, ton yeah. of repeat clients come back here. When when the new guys come in, you know, they ask me, you know. What what can you guarantee me, John? Yeah, I was like, well, I'm gonna guarantee you, you're gonna see a lot of deer. And if you if you let me know what kind of animal that you want to come after, and you know what, I'll tell you something real quick, a kind of a little side note. It really surprised me of the amount of people in the state of Texas that have never taken a 130 class buck. And then I went back and I thought about that statement right there. When I was growing up. The first buck that I killed, he he might have been in the 90s, maybe. Yeah. But the management process, and that's what everybody, that's what they like to come. They 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 uh, they like to come here because you don't know what you're going to see around that corner. Now, but you're going to see something. Right, exactly. And and so I get back to you know like the guys talk to me about you know what can I guarantee them? I'm like I guarantee you, you're you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of deer, and you're gonna help us take does. And if you don't want your harvest doesn't matter we have tons of places to uh donate those you know those does or like a cull buck or something like that like you know how you guys have, have come and helped us there's many a lot times. of donating i mean even this, this even this weekend you yeah. know even this weekend you guys have been here we're, we're donating a ton of deer i mean nine does went out today yeah you yeah. know right here local to my hometown mm-hmm. i mean you can't beat that Absolutely you know not. and so you know and, and this kind of ties back into being you know passionate about what i do it's it's a it's a take care of the ecology take care of the environment but also provide for people yeah. and then also provide them a really awesome hunt and that and that's what we try to do here is just make sure that when these people come in if there's something that they need we're going to take care of them and really they're here to hunt and that's what we're here to do uh i've been in a ton of hunting camps that are really stuffy i mean neil you probably could you know testify to this too and yeah. you guys is having you know yeah. a nationally syndicated show for sure. I mean, sometimes you're just in some really stuffy hunting camps. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's what I've tried to do is I've, I have assembled a set of guides that not only are friends, but are good hunters. Yeah. And they know what they're looking at. And so I can, I, I, you know, I try to place my guides with certain people that just you because think they're going to be compatible yeah, with. And, and yeah, and going to be comfortable with. Who are you, you know? compatible with? Uh, anybody. <laughs> that's a good question. Anybody. <laughs> anybody. Anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, your your setup's different though, right? So you don't have one central headquarters. No, you we're got more states. We're kind of scattered out uh, across Colorado and and, uh, and a little bit in New Mexico, and and uh, every camp is different, every lease is different. Um, it's 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 
all the same in the end, but but just yeah. a, a little more scattered. You know, it, compatibility with guides and and compatibility as far as you know w- what a client wants out of their hunt determines where 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 we send where them. And yeah, yeah, just a lot of variables. You just do your best to get them matched up right. Yeah. And, and so now uh, you're in four or five states, right? Something like that. Ah, we're pretty much just Colorado, just New two? Mexico, right okay. now. We okay. do we do hunt some other places, but but we don't necessarily guide there um but uh i think we need to bring some some credibility to neil here i don't know how to really because he's being he, he's being he's being a he's little, little humbling humble. clinton little was no, just telling me really humble about like neil's like is, is he really guy of the year do we need to throw that in at this point oh, no, no. year no. to year there was no way there was no way <laughs> there was no possible way that i was ever to even grab the status of guy of the year <laughs> without hunting with neil Early on. Oh, yeah? You know? yeah? He was your mentor, right? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't he, know it, but he was. Yeah, and he's, Man, and he's, a, and he's a young fella. Well, quick. this is what I was told. So I don't. I've, I haven't even hunted out west. I haven't done any of that. I'm, 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 I'm wanting to go listen to this already. But so I was told, like when people, like governor's tags, they're calling Neil. Once in a while, yeah. Once Come on in a while. now. Yeah, we, we've done uh, a few of them. We've done a few of okay, them. Okay, so just so people, because there's a lot of people like me that are not, not the most intelligent. Tell me, like... A governor's tag. What does a stand, a typical governor's tag cost? It, it depends on what species, but but uh, looking at you know, the, the deer governor's tag probably goes for sixty grand. Sheep probably goes for one hundred and sixty. Just kind of depends. <laughs> and, and we uh, he's hunted a few of those. Y'all hear that? Yeah. One sixty. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we've done a few of them, and those kind of those kind of get a little bit not necessarily competitive because because those governor's tags they they you know they obviously. That money goes to the state. Yeah, um, goes back in. Yeah, explain a little how it works because so, there's a ton of people. So don't yeah, know. it's an auction. So so uh, you know, obviously, the tag goes the highest bidder. The money goes to the state. Hold and on, then, hold on. Backtrack. Explain governor's tag because there is there's a ton of people don't even know what governor's tag means. Okay, so they'll so they'll round zero right here. So for sheep, in particular, there's going to be one raffle tag. Um, and one one auction tag, you know. So they'll have a they have a banquet banquet wherever, and, and the raffle tag obviously goes to whoever wins it by the raffle ticket, and the and the auction tag goes to highest bidder. So that so so it's kind of a kind of a bidding word depending on you know the year, but uh, but uh, it'll go you know to whoever, and and most of that money that that's that, that all that money goes to the state. So so say a guy bring, bring some clarity to that. You ain't getting 160 grand to take somebody. No 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 no. no. <laughs> No. Come on, Neil. No, I thought you was better than that. I mean, that's that's this is where this outfitting's not so glamorous, you know. Um, it's great, but this, yeah, it's not what everybody thinks. So, so that money goes to the state. So, so what happens at that point is is they'll probably be in contact with several people um, trying to find. You know, and, the, and that the tag, best animal. That tag allows them to take Sorry. that species of animal from day one of whatever from. First day of the first season to the last day of the last season. So anywhere in the state, basically from September to the end and of any, December. And any unit, right? Any, any unit as with long as you weapon. have legal access right. with you any know, weapon. Right? With any weapon, yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, so anyway, uh, they'll probably be in contact with several people, and 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 people will be sending in pictures and, and whatever else you know of, of, of what they what they found. what they've found. So it's it gets a little bit competitive. Um, but uh, but yeah, we've done you know we've done a few of them and 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 it just depending on the year you right. know a couple you know once in a while it works once in a while it doesn't yeah and uh, you know they'll they'll uh, t- 
take care of you once you once you get them taken care of kind of thing but oh, it's yeah. not it's you know you're talking big dollars but it's it's it, it, it it's it's another hunt so so the benefit from my end is 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 you know you want you want to try your best to to be yeah. a part of those tags just because they don't happen that often and it's and it's a lot of fun when you when you can be a part of it um you know whether that be early season late season whatever how well that's works. probably a good word of mouth i mean right deal whenever you do right. the guy does pick you to be the outfitter on or the guide on his governor's all right, Neil, right. That pro- on. there's probably Let's a lot get of people honest. Like, how many have not don't that, be lying. Not that many, just a handful. Come on, Neil. Just a handful. Don't I, be so humble. I'm, I'm telling you, it's probably probably four. Four. That's, that's pretty it. good, though, right? Like, I guess. I don't I know mean, anybody that's even it, done one it, myself, personally. Yeah. Be, be, <laughs> <laughs> I know that shocks you, be. Be so sh- He's so shocked right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lord. So four. Probably, yeah, four. I'd say four. Is every they have one of those for every species? They, yeah, pretty much. Every state's a little bit different. Um, uh, some species have one. Some species have two. I mean, gotcha. I'd say you know sheep. Well, it's pretty much two all the way around. There's sheep, there's pretty much usually a raffle and an auction for yeah. you know sheep, goat, yeah. mule deer, elk, whatever. Um, it depends on the state though. The, yeah. More or less, depending on where you're at. All right, we need to get real serious. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting dry. I need to let's 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 uh, let's have a little tutorial here on people coming to oh, to camp. Teach us what not to be when you're don't how to not be that guy. Give us an example or two. Because uh, I've I've had more fun this weekend <laughs> listening to guide stories, almost as much fun well, as shooting big bucks. <laughs> we we all, we we've had a we 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 have had a lot of guides in camp this week, hadn't we? It's been awesome. Um, I want to be a guide just so I can share stories with y'all. All I can do is listen right now. Well, you you know what, guys? Honestly, um, with without being mean, there there is there's one statement that goes a long ways. And and it and it goes, it's, it's kind of one of those statements. Just you know, don't don't take this the wrong way, you guys as clients. Don't guide the guide, because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and and you got to you know us for outfitters and guides. We we want to say it, but we want to say it in the nicest possible way we can say it. And I'm going to say it the nicest possible way we can say it. Um, we're we're going to put you on the animal that you're here to hunt and you you know you come here and i can i've, I've hunted with neil uh, tons of times it's the same way i i sat back and it's fun to be the client yeah it is and and neil when he's here when he takes an animal if he's with me or if he's with danny justin clinton jeter whoever i mean we're gonna take care of you guys that, that's what we're here to do and we we want y'all here not only is it fun but we want you guys here because y'all want to have fun as well. Yeah. And if if you if you get real serious with us about guiding the guide, <laughs> you ain't coming back, are you? Well, Come on, just be real, John. No, this is a podcast. No, this ain't no. national TV. This I, is a I, podcast. I, I know, I know. And we and got like we 30, got three listeners got 30 right 30 now. Listeners. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, y'all listen good, okay? But uh, no, seriously, it, it's one of those deals. We're gonna do. We're we're gonna bend over backwards. We're gonna do exactly what you want us to do. Neil's gonna do it. Um, 
Now, you know, if you guys have been to another outfit, done anything, we we can't we can't regulate what another outfitter does, but we we want y'all to have the experience of a lifetime. That's why we're here doing it. And and uh we will we will dang sure put you on the animal that you're here to harvest. Hey, um, you're an amazing person that like deviating from the question. Well, I mean, you answered it, but you you beat so far around the bush. I know. I just, I just don't want to. I don't want to make anybody. I see some guys. There's some guys sitting up around us right now that I know can give some stories. Sorry, Mikey. Oh man, you Come know, on, give me a good story. Somebody. Look, we know we know not everybody can shoot. We we claim to be good shooters. We we do. Honestly, I will. I'm. I'm gonna beat around the bush a little bit here, but we we do miss too, and uh, we're most of all of my guides here. Well, not near all of us. We're all long range shooters. We understand ballistics. Uh, we understand the scope. We understand everything. the The main thing is is I will say this: your gun that you bring here is only as good as its optics. I don't care if you've got a five thousand dollar custom gun. And I'm not going to say any names, of course, because that's not what I do. Yeah. But if if you're going to spend five thousand dollars on a gun, then put a good put a dang good scope on it. Yeah. Because your gun is only as good as your optics, hands down. Shoot a lot. Shoot. Uh, sh- shoot say. as shoot. much as you can. If you don't understand ballistics, find somebody. I guarantee you, there's somebody that your gunsmith knows. There's somebody that he knows that she knows that whoever knows is going to understand ballistics guys there's a there's a ton of people out there getting into long range shooting right now because it's the quote unquote popular thing to do right now and 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 i get it and i don't blame y'all it it is it is so fun when you can harvest an animal and uh, take an ethical shot like last year we got the you know the shot of of the doe with you guys you know a little under 600 yards yeah i would have never taken that shot 10 years ago because i didn't understand ballistics I didn't understand what my bullet was doing. I didn't understand what my gun, what bullet my gun wanted, you know. But now I understand it. And you don't have to have that knowledge when you get here, but don't be afraid to ask us because we understand a ton about it. Second of all, after the optics, don't shoot cheap ammo. Do not shoot cheap ammo because I promise you, you can fudge on your ammo. Your barrel may not want that that specific ammo, and the, you know I mean I'm here I go I'm beating around bush again. You ain't answered our question yet. Well, I'm okay. <laughs> He's over there. I'm looking for a great story. He's over there on the other John. side of the track. Okay, give us a story. Okay, all right, all right. Here's a story. I'm shooting. You're the guide. I'm gonna shoot your gun when I get here. Okay, I, well, that's all. we ain't gotta worry about that. So, well, okay. Well, here's here's a good story. Here's a good story about exactly what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> We we have a we have a friend of ours that you know he's a repeat client and he's actually a really good friend of ours and um, he he will stay unnamed but uh, first time he came here he had a really really nice custom built gun nice optics he was shooting very poor ammo very poor ammo and uh, it was cold so as as the guide story goes along. It's mid-December. It's 20 degrees outside, and it's raining, and we're and we're spotting and stalking. We don't always hunt out of a deer stand here, so, but uh, we're spotting. True story. True story. We're, he we're, got him a little bit of that. I, I did. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't get in shape. 
cow. Was it that altitude? I can't make was it you now. Altitude was it altitude change? I'm not coming to see you till I. Was it altitude change? I had to climb this hill. From Arkansas to Texas? No, the stalk. I had to climb a hill. I was in a ditch. A road ditch. Oh, road. Yeah, road ditch. Point foot, and I was huffing and puffing. He's like, "You all right?" I'm like, "I'm good, dude." But so so we're going we're we're going out on this stalk and and you know we're not of course you know guys we're camoed out we're you know we're we're doing everything we can we're moving slow it's a slow rain slow drizzle and it's 20 middle middle 20s outside and it's cold and we're soaking wet and we're creeping onto this buck and uh we get about 300 yards and i just kind of really starting you know getting into the long range deal yeah and so i had i had a pretty good set of uh uh, binoculars that had range finders in them so i was ranging the deer at 378 you know 378 yards and i'm like okay guys you know he's got a wind short mag and uh you know i'm like okay well we know where he's at he's been here for four days i mean he's popping the steals he's hitting the targets everything's you know everything's good well we all know as hunters whether it's bow whether it's rifle you know whatever you know you're when you get into the intensity of the hunt you know, your breathing gets a little off. Everybody gets excited. You, that That's why you're here to hunt. That's the experience that you're here to feel, the adrenaline rush. Well, so my guy, he's good. He, he He's looking real good. We're in the prone, laying on tank down with n- no woods or anything around us. We're just out laying on the ground. <laughs> Sends about six rounds. Hits him. He hits two out of the six right in the, right in the deer's ass. <laughs> so Heath is begging, begging me for this story. So here oh, we no. go. Here we go. Uncut. Don't Raw. be that guy. Well, and, and you know what? I understand it. That's that's why Brandon and I was talking to you all ago about put yourself in the scenarios because well you can you can bench rest shoot all day long and you know us we we can shoot the fourteen the fifteen out to two thousand yards we can shoot them all day long sitting bench rest yeah. But it's different. You know, it, it is. It's a and ton different. if you different. don't know that, I have, I mean, I get questions about archery because, I mean, I, that's what I know. And I, if you don't know what that is, I tell guys half. Half of what you can do on a range, that's your, that's where you yeah. need to start yeah, as that's, an effective that's, Honestly, I'm, not a, I'm not a bow hunter, but I you think that's great advice. You can shoot a bow at 50 yards. I think that's you great advice. You don't need advice. to take a, a shot past 25, probably, in a hunting situation right. when you're right. crapping down both legs and a big bull is screaming in your face or right. you got a big yeah. butt. Yeah. I mean, you just don't need right. to take Very it past different. that. Because yep. right. it's different. Hold on a second. I got to cut in right here. What? So you shot a doe at 470 today. Yeah. Have you ever even practiced past 470? <laughs> you better say yes. <laughs> he did smoke it. I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give it to him. Oh, wait, but what did you say a while ago, Heath? What? When y'all come here, y'all shoot our guns. Well, I said if you don't know your effective range, <laughs> you need to start at half. I knew I was good. <laughs> that's a great comeback right there. I have no. That's why. He, that's why he's Arkansas Dave Rudaball. That's why. That's why he's Rudaball right there. No, t- talk about this though, because you did shoot a deer long for us, long range. Maybe not to you guys, but for yeah, us. they didn't. They weren't very impressed yeah, they with that. They're like, cool. We come here. I'm a. I'm a bow guy. And well, we like, high five. I can't even see this deer with the naked eye hardly. Yeah, I come in. I was like, John, we got one at four seven. He's like, right on. 
Yeah, yeah. We've done beef yeah, doing that's, jumping jacks. That's like heart. That's like heart punching one at forty-seven with an arrow. Yeah. I did, did want to say though. So from an, a newcomer coming into long range, talk about how easy it is when your setup is right, though. Yeah, when your gun and, is right and you, I think a lot of it is shooting a lot. Whether even you know, you I think a lot. Of, I think archery goes over into shooting a gun or vice versa. If you can right. shoot a gun right. well, right. or you can shoot a bow well. Those same principles principles yeah. apply in both. Oh, worlds, for sure, for sure. You know, um, but if that gun's dialed and you can get it steady and you mm-hmm. can hold it, I mean, it's gonna hit where I mean, it's gonna hit. Well, it probably and, it probably had a really nice set of swagger bipods on it, didn't it? It did have that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it did. I saw it before y'all left with it. Dustin built us that gun. He actually texted me today, and he said, did B's 470 go on that gun? Said, You're dang right it did. Yep. It's awesome. That goes back to equipment, gear, and yeah. optics, though. Yeah, you know? equipment, having equipment. The, I'm telling right you, man. And knowing your optics and knowing yes. your bullet and knowing right. where right. it hits. Well, you know, and y'all, and y'all know here, you know, as this, this panel that we're doing here on the, on the cast here, but, you know, and you guys also know out there, and believe it, it's – you know, my granddad told me a long time ago, you, you get what you pay for. And the reason that we spend the money to get those kind of products and use those optics, use those bullets, use, you know, everything that we do is because they're tried and true. Yeah. They're going to perform the way you need them to perform every time. Mm-hmm. Now. Is there room for error in that? Yes. As shooters, as a long-range shooter, I'll tell you straight across the board. I had a little trouble with the 300 Win Mag about three years ago. Custom gun that I had built. I had some trouble with it. I changed a few things on it. Well, I had to relearn. And I didn't have enough... Or I, or I didn't have too much pride to go back and relearn it. Yeah. Because, you you know, keep the learning curve. And, you know, and, th- and this goes with everything. Life, business, whatever. You know, and I'm not going to get too deep in that. But seriously, you need to don't ever let your learning curve get stagnant. You know, especially with, you know, the, the products that come out. If there's something out there that is really, really good, okay, it may work for your scenario. It may not work for the next guy's scenario. But if you will take the time to learn it, perfect your skills with it you're going to end up loving what you buy yeah and i mean and, and it could be something as easy as you may have a custom rifle that does like an ammo that you would never shoot through it but if that barrel likes it you better bring that to the daggum table yeah. you better bring it to the table absolutely and you're not going to know what works for you unless you're mm-hmm. shooting unless you're you're practice it's a trade and unless you're practicing that trade right right exactly exactly yeah we really like nice gear we um actually my motto is i'm not ever (laughs) which i'm i'm kind of a gearhead anyway you got problems is that that, uh, i I thought you were gonna say if it ain't fun we ain't doing it if it ain't we ain't doing it (laughs) (laughs) my bad i don't want my bad i don't want to be i don't want to spend money on a hunt or be somewhere on the hunt of a lifetime or whatever and my equipment be the reason that i'm not successful you're exactly right or i guarantee guarantee you neil carico can vouch for that statement right there and so can i and all of my guides and And all of his guides i've always been that way yeah i mean i'll never forget you saying (laughs) be through a stand out of a tree one time (laughs) 
Might have some anger. Well, that well. I mean, he threw it like forty yards. I'd have done. I'd have done. I'd have done the same thing and tried to figure out how to get down. He was so mad. Well, you're right. I wouldn't have gone up there. He was so mad. And his statement was, "I can't stand being handicapped." In the woods, by a product like oh, right, it's it's because we were on a tree. Feet. We were on a tree that that wasn't straight, right? And he needed to lock this down. That's where we needed to be. That's where we needed to be. That, that was, was the spot, spot. and we yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah, and so he threw the stand. So we like nice gear. We're actually going to do a podcast down the road. It's going to be titled something along the lines of the sick of gear offer payment plans right 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 yeah no doubt no doubt about that. <laughs> we like nice gear too. Uh, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, well, that's worth it. You don't want to. We, risk, we all want to we all want to opt to fade. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you can sit just as many days as you hunt in a year during the rut or whatever it is, if you can sit an hour or two hours longer than you normally, how much more time and opportunity did that give you to right. be successful? For sure. For sure. You know. For if sure. If it's just an extra hour, that's a great point. For thirty days, that's thirty extra hours you spent in the timber, and that's that much better of a chance that you're gonna have to you know run into whatever you're after right right for sure absolutely for sure well um b you got any thoughts we can kind of wrap this thing up here any closing well, thoughts you got i mean we've been down here for a deer hunt for the last three days we ain't even talked about your deer you killed or anything or yeah yeah, it did. Thirty deer that these boys. You've been you've been kind of you've been kind of mediating you've been kind of mediating this thing. So. I'm just a facilitator, man. That's yeah, what I do. Facilitator. I'm just facilitator. a facilitator. You had a rough year this year. I've been it was a been a good year. year for you. It's been like fourth, It's off. been like I felt like LeBron James fourth quarter. Like just it went down to the, to the wire. To the wire. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't take long to change. It changed in a click of a trigger. Yep. You know, just when it's done. That's but, what we love about it. That's but, what we love about yeah. it. I mean, there's times I need to come to FEH at least once a year to make sure I get a deer killed. <laughs> well, you've already been here three times. <laughs> like I told, like I told Brandon earlier. <laughs> hey, I've been chasing my boy around, having a good time with kids. He has. I gotta give it to him. He's only hunted about three days all year long for, de- so for deer. So let's go there. Is that a bad thing to own? Be partners and own a television show and I hunted three days this year. That's how you that, didn't just how does that business uh, model uh, work man. Out? That's yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> you did. You, it's not that you didn't hunt, it's just you were filming Gavin all yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't, didn't have the weapon in my hand. That's, yeah, that's what happens on our end as well. Like I said, this is kind of our 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 relief for the years come down here with John and blow and, off. Uh, yeah, and like I told Brandon earlier, I mean. We uh, we come down here and miss a bunch of deer and realize we're no better than anybody that comes. To <laughs> people so, really don't realize. Yeah, they don't realize if you because ever. I mean, how many people do we know that want to get in the outdoor industry? And, Everybody. But so many people don't realize you're hunting. I mean, if you're going to run business in the outdoor industry, your right. hunting time could go way down. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. If you're I in business, way less now than I did when I was. That's in good. college or right Oh, for yeah. sure. That's because you're always looking for a cameraman, though. And you can't That's ever true. find one. Yeah. Right. It's game. Yeah, it changes. It changes. Well, my, partner, my partner doesn't like to hunt as much as I do all the time. <laughs> right, right. he got too right. much crap going on. Well, yeah. hey, and you know what? Honestly, y'all said y'all, y'all said something that's very true that I, that I can totally relate to, and that's why we try to get a hunt with Neil every year. That's why Neil, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, his guys come down because it gives you the ability to just step away and hunt for yourself and uh you know jason jeter and i went out and did a mule deer hunt with neil and his guys this year and uh you know it was just uh it was about mid-season for us 
And, you know, it was a much-needed break. Good getaway. Yeah, and last year, uh, all of us except for Clinton went up and uh, did a cow elk hunt with Neil. And you know what? We filled the freezers with some of the best meat out there, you know. But it gives you the opportunity to just step away for a minute, for us as being in this industry, to get away hunt for yourself yeah no matter there what is a, there and is I, and a I'll huge difference that, john sure. you know you, i'm sure you feel that too is we're, we're hunting all the time but you still need that personal hunt time to exactly keep, to keep you in, you know interested and and, and yeah and, for uh, sure keep you rolling on that i've been through that for on sure. the tv side i, I imagine both, yeah. i think both yeah. of us have yeah. we quit about three or four times a year yeah I'm done with this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, really, we have we jokingly have those discussions though. Yeah, they're one year because I, there's a lot to it. Yeah, I mean, forever and ever, we're like we're not shooting it unless it's on film. Right. Well, yeah. That's just not realistic. Do you guys, do you guys ever for, do a hunt like like where you just don't have a camera? Do you get do you get to hunt without a so, camera so very often? One thing that I've been it's do- kind of the underwritten rule: you don't go do that you if don't, you're on our team, right? But right. we do do that from time to time. You have, you have <laughs> yeah. to. I don't understand how you could. You I mean, to. that's yeah. There's I mean, just, that, like just like the elk hunt I was talking to you about, or I do that with my dad every year, right? And so that's kind of I don't film that, right? Well, number one, it's two more horses, two more another saddle, right. pack saddle, and just. All, a lot more gear right i'm gonna go on that hunt eventually because i'm gonna be the entertainment on the mule because <laughs> i'm a cowboy like that <laughs> that is not the place for that yeah <laughs> it's a long way from the, the hospital right. <laughs> that's where i'd end up too uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't understand how fast you can slide down that shell rock oh, yeah yeah hey, hey i uh, about fell off a mountain last year in lake city colorado on a photo shoot with swagger yeah but that Yo, just started going. Yeah, then it's it's Land done. Slide, dude. Yeah. I was like, Ooh. yep, it can happen. That's yes, a hunt I've done for the last however many years. Right, that I don't film. Right, you right. Let's just go have fun. Right, right. That's it's different. Good. It's a That's whole good. different element, isn't it? I mean, oh yeah. But especially once you're used to, it, you just get so trained to what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do. And, and I catch myself yeah. feeling guilty about it, and I'm like, ah. nah. nah. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Neil, that's you good. got anything good to tell John's story. He he beat around the but he got there finally. Gotta have something. With fun. what topic? What it topic? doesn't matter. Just something you can tell. You ain't gotta name no names. It probably doesn't need to be a recent hunt. Don't be that guy. You don't matter don't. <laughs> you did tell one other day that I really wish you could tell because that was classic. I'll never forget that story. Are you talking about the don't be that guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think people need to know how to not be that guy. Maybe that's what this title is. A podcast should don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. It might be. What we see a lot is is uh, (laughs) I was kind of giving it to John a little bit earlier too, and it's not fair to it's not fair to do that because people just don't know. But but uh, we ask a lot of questions. I asked I asked John a lot of questions earlier, and 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 uh, you know what what most people think are dumb questions and and we get that we get that all the time and it's not dumb questions every question is a good question people just aren't aren't used used to to what we're doing right. and, and uh the things you, that we're asked sometimes it, they almost they almost want to make you laugh but we're not we're not trying to demean our, right. our clients or anything yeah. but it's entertaining i mean we've we've talked about some stuff that i never thought would even be a topic you know? <laughs> um, very very entertaining yeah very entertaining like that but, stuff that stuff that thomas carr brings to the table oh my gosh yeah yeah no it gets it gets weird in a hurry you never know what's going to come out of his mouth um but uh yeah don't be that guy i guess 
there isn't really a dumb question, but try to filter, try to filter, <laughs> filter them a little it. bit. Think about it a little think bit. Think it through a little bit. Not all, not all white tails are does. Not all cow elk are, <laughs> or not all elk are cows. Um, elk don't turn into deer. True story. Don't give your guide a knife for a tip. He probably has a knife because he's a guide. Uh, <laughs> Here he comes. That kind of stuff. Here he I comes. Mean, that's the kind of stuff. Here he comes. He's coming in hot. Yeah. Oh, like, coming in hot. like I say, we 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 really do like all our clients. We're, we're like John. We're probably you know high rate of return. You know, and we know what right. we're getting into with everybody. And and uh, luckily, all of our people are good people. Um, but th- that still doesn't rule out the the awkward topics that we discuss sometimes. Yes, yes. Um, and you got to hey, you know what? And, and here's here's one thing that I'll say is, uh, you, you know, no matter what we've been through in our own lives, our personal lives, sometimes that helps bring something honestly to the people that come into your camp yeah. because you could dang sure end up being a counselor to people. You, I mean, seriously, just in a freaking heartbeat right, right and you know and that and that's one thing that I, I and i love to interact with people y'all know me by now i, I mean I, I i love to talk to people i love i love to hear their stories i'm i'm never sitting in the deer stand just you know going oh god i wish they'd shut up because honestly i'm that guy I, I love to hear these people's stories. Actually, well, now, actually, now, Thomas, you're generally telling the story, though. Now, and y'all, <laughs> what Mike say? What Mike say? And Come y'all, on, don't, Mike. y'all don't know. Now, there is some things that our good friend Thomas Carr, we're going, you know, we've been kind of referring to him a little bit, and he's from California, and y'all don't hold that against him, but uh, he's he's a great hunter for the most part. Um, but sometimes you got to counsel, you got to counsel Thomas a little bit because. You know, he might have run into some really bad stuff going on in in his life, and you just gotta you gotta talk him through it. Yeah, he's canceling John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all may not have heard him, but Thomas just said, "Yeah, he's got to cancel me when he's here." So, but no, yeah, that that camaraderie that that's great, honestly. Like, I, I totally agree with what Neil's saying. Just, uh, you know, don't don't worry about asking what you think is a stupid question because it might make the difference in you harvesting the animal or not. Yeah. That that's the way I look at it, honestly. Side note to where John's going with the with the whole camaraderie camaraderie thing is is uh what I really love about this is we we get to see everybody at their best. Everybody's on vacation. They're oh, here yeah, to have a good time. You know what of I mean? Course. So so regardless of of what anybody else thinks about them, we we see them at their best and and uh you're good going. It uh <laughs> I, I have to remind myself that all the time, you know, I mean, it's, who knows what, what business dealings or whatever they've been through this week, whatever, exactly. they're just they're happy just to be here and we and, and, and you almost have to remind yourself to just take a step back and be, be who you need to be for them on their, on their trip you Absolutely. Know? and yeah, not, uh, not be, not be stressed <laughs> out, and, you know, except when, yeah, except when Thomas is here, whatever, but, um, but, uh, that is the enjoyable part. You catch everybody at their best, you know, we, we see all types and and uh for the most part everybody's happy to be there so try to keep it that way i got a question i want to help you all out real quick because i I have people even ask me this every now and then when it comes to you guide you mentioned the knife Mm -hmm. what how do how do guide tips work because i think there's a ton of people that have no idea there are a ton of people that have no idea. Oh my uh, God, the guys are like, "Oh, let's go there for a minute." Yeah, yeah, let's go there. Yeah, yeah. Let's get this exactly right. Well, I think right. people need to know that though, because I think there's so many people that I wouldn't have known coming in 
tipping right. guides, or you mentioned don't give them a knife. They don't think about you. you got seventy five knives. Exactly. I got a. This year? I got. Yeah, I got a box of them things every year. You know, and then I'll never use any of them. I use what I use. But uh, what's typical? I guess that's what I'm asking. What's so the standard. I mean, I know it varies. Typical for us is fifteen to. 15 to 20 percent of the hunt cost see i think that most of america don't know that no they don't it's like a normal it's like a tip anywhere yeah yeah 15 20 percent um just like being at a restaurant unless you're unless you're unless you're really upset uh because you uh (laughs) shot one that's that's good enough for who it's for you give them 150 bucks but (laughs) but um anyway uh you know but that that can go that can go either way i mean that that i would consider that to be a to be a standard a standard tip uh, if things were exceptional i'd figure a little more if things were not what you've expected i I wouldn't be ashamed to to give them five or nothing i mean that's just that's what we're here for and if you didn't appreciate it then that's that's what we deserve but uh i'd say 15 to 20 is pretty much standard standard. yeah Yeah. that that bull he showed me a picture of that dude might get everything i got yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i kill him (laughs) i'll leave her with just clothes on my back (laughs) right right i hope you like sitka yeah (laughs) man good thing about that stuff is nobody's gonna turn that down as long as it fits them yeah 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 here's my yep. bow <laughs> i need my truck to get you don't, you don't you might get that right. brandon i'll tell just you leave, just I'll, take your knife with you <laughs> i think sure won't leave my knife I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you straight across the board brandon uh you don't, don't leave your bow with me <laughs> right because right. there's I don't certain even things know. that don't cross that I don't, threshold yeah i don't yeah. even know how to use one of those right, right. so we was hanging yeah. stands here, or we, B was hanging our stands Yeah, here you don't hang ago. stands. We were hanging stands, and John's standing outside the outside the tree watching. And how did you say it a few years ago? <laughs> well, I kind of remember it, but I'm not real sure. You, you may have to give me a second. You didn't understand it? Yeah. No, I said I don't understand it, but I sure love you guys. You said you respect it. <laughs> but I, oh, but I respect it. That's right. That's exactly I what I said. I don't understand it, but I respect it. I don't it. understand it, but I respect it. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, in the thing about it is all you bow hunters, yeah, we we don't really like you guys. <laughs> but uh, but we love y'all, and that's, and that's all you need to know. But, Y'all uh, have had a rough year. Well, we had, you know, and, and, and you know what, and, and like I've said before, I'm not a bow hunter, and I'm just picking at all you guys that are bow hunters. Uh, yeah, we do cater to the bow hunters here, but uh, the main thing of it is to me is like they lot, a lot of you guys that are bow hunters, y'all don't really understand long range shooting. So you know it's 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 not it it doesn't bother me. So, right. um, but the best thing you can do is like just put yourself like we've talked about already tonight. No matter what. And, and and if you do show up here bow hunting, I'm gonna talk shit to you. Don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going. I'm going to because we like to start fires with bows. But uh, anyway, that is a true statement. He will. <laughs> but uh, you John know what? shuts you down. Just call us. We're bow friendly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got a good we got a good string of Jack Russell Terriers we're raising right now, so all you bow hunters just come on. <laughs> Neil, what kind of food do you guys eat on your trips? Man, it really varies. Anything from from uh, freeze dried, you know, mountain house stuff to to gourmet. You know, it just depends on the depends place on the and the hunt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, we've had some food this week. Oh, it's been oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, Scotty here, man. Yes, he's on it. Has dealt us like I feel sick right now. I'm so full, even doing this podcast. But <laughs> he does it right, don't he? he? Does. Well, that's one thing we do. Um, you know, once you once you become God of the Year, <laughs> <laughs> go again. 
Not just a candidate what are, anymore. The, what are the qualifications to even run, be in the running for God of the Year? It's pretty much self-proclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> you like like Ted DiBiase back in the day, million-dollar yeah, self-proclaimed, yeah, yeah. million-dollar champion. Yeah, 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 back, you yeah. Know, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. That's right. exactly right. Um, I think what happens is, is like uh, when, when you have the kind of success rate that you have is, you know, as a professional guy, as John Hill. Um, oh, my God. Well, the, and the reason, the reason you know, I said this. He's just like you. When I think about interviewing John, yeah. he's so humble. And, oh, man, I'm telling you. John, yeah, he's, we're, we're, we're like-minded souls, I can promise you. Um, and God of the Year is only based on PM. So, so, yeah, only PM. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there – you hunt from three to six, and that's it. Is there such a thing as an AM hunt? <laughs> Not everybody, this week. Everybody knows all the big deer killed in the evening. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah John why, just, why would you get up at 430 to kill one at seven? Yeah, John just wants to be well-rested so he's on point for the afternoon. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, God of the Year, I think, really um, – in, in all the times that I've been called guy of the year, it's usually because I've done something stupid like forget everybody's lunch <laughs> yeah. or forget to put fuel in the truck. Now or, now, now we're getting down to the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah, we are. That's John. why we became guy of the year. Yeah, yeah. Because we were so good at it. Yeah. And forgetting stuff and forgetting yeah. like there's nothing there's nothing better than having having a client that uh, has never shot a deer over three, 400 yards and you got him dialed in, you know, getting ready to uh, shoot at 600 and uh, you don't have a set of range finders with you <laughs> yeah we haven't had that all week i mean the, how far uh, and, and it gets back into my bear story i think he's 375 yeah 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 that, i mean that that pertains to this week actually john uh you got one job and that's to to bring the range finder and drive the truck and we haven't had a range finder all week yeah um but uh we're dialed in at 600 we just don't know how far he is well know? that's but that's okay yeah it's, okay. Different. it's different for you sometimes if you forget something, right? Oh, yeah. No, it is. It's not is. like you yeah. just have the camp back, run back to no, camp and grab No, 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 no. You forget <laughs> something. It's like, man, for two days you're sitting there, man, I sure wish I would have brought my wet wipes. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. Uh, that is For all story. God of the Years, non-God yeah. of the Years, second team All-American God of the Years, yep. if you forget the wet wipes, it is not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is no. not. It's not going to be a very good hunt. No. But no. you all, but you always got you always got the opportunity to go back and regroup. Okay, yeah. so so nobody's telling regroup. on nobody's telling on any clients. So let's let's go over there with the best wet wipe story ever in the woods. I had a pretty good one too. I, I had uh, I had three three young ladies with me on a on a cow elk. Oh, no. I don't think I'm gonna be able to beat this already. Oh, and, no. uh, I, it's a pretty mild hunt, you know. We're kind of just driving around till we till we spot some and we make a move, you know. And and uh, I had a chimichanga from the gas station, <laughs> <laughs> and we got through the gate, and then we hadn't gone very far. And, Don't and, do that, and, whatever and, you and do. I said, no. I, I'm gonna, I gotta walk out on this point to glass for a little while, and and I'll be back. So I, I got my stuff. They're all sitting at the truck. I walk about four or five hundred yards, and and. Uh, you know, yeah, do you my must, deal. You must have uh, Start glass. Yeah, yeah. So uh, start I've glassing. got my wet wipes, and they're in the plastic thing, you know, and we had some we had some snow. It was about 18 inches, but it settled to about 10 inches with a hard crust on the top. So I set them next to me, and I do my business. I reach over to grab one, and I bump the thing, and I'm on the edge of this hill, and they just go freaking toboggan for about 400 yards. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's all just matted, like, downfall and stuff. So I'm kind of – I'm trying to – think of what to do you know i ended up ended up having to kind of like waddle 
down there and it took you know what what was going to be a 10 minute glassing session took about an hour and uh came back all sweaty and <laughs> wore out pale and uh I, I don't know if it was obvious to them what had happened or it probably wasn't but they they knew something happened other than what i told them at least you had some snow at least i had some snow yeah 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 john you can't beat that no, I, I can't. I, I actually, I, I can't beat that. But uh, I'm gonna try because it's gonna get a little bit crude, weird. But it's, it's gonna, gonna get it's weird gonna again. Get, <laughs> get, get weird, John. It's gonna get a little weird. But uh, actually, uh, the the only good part of this story is uh, the guy that was here. That uh, you know, any of you guys have have seen our logo with the the big tall browtine buck, and his, his name's Bobby Browtines and. We hunted him for a little over two and a half years and finally got to harvest this buck. But the guy that came in that, that actually got this buck, I mean, he's just a great guy. I mean, just good businessman, and he he's super nice, all right? so he, And he brings his son in on a hunt, and we've got his son a good buck, and he comes in after Bobby. And uh, the, the first night that he's here, uh, we passed – well, I'll say the first night. Let me back up. We had a lot of really, really spicy deer sausage, <laughs> and uh, so y'all know exactly where I'm going with this. But uh, I uh, reached in my my backpack, and uh, I I I felt I felt the the wipes, but there was there was none in there. But I didn't know this at the time, and we're sneaking in. We're not we're not going to hunt Bobby Browtines like out of a deer stand. Coming to corn. We're, I mean, we're, this is a serious spot in stalk. We got to sneak in. We were leaving an hour before dark. Yeah. Believe it or not, I actually left before dark <laughs> to go. Time. Yeah. That, that well, that one, one time. time. Yeah. But in yeah, 1997. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it could have been 94, Neil. <laughs> I'm not real sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So anyway, we get out and, uh, I told the guys, you know, and, and we were hunting out the truck going to you know the area that we're going to go after big bobby and uh i felt i felt the gurgle <laughs> I, I mean i mean I, I know what's coming there, there's no way around it so i grab my backpack and you know and, and i tell i tell the guy you know that ultimately you know 48 hours later did get to to harvest bobby browtons but uh i was at the front of the truck and usually what i do is like you know Unlike Neil, because he hunts out west and you know mountainous type territory, we're we're here in Central Texas, and you know I pretty much you grab a limb or you grab your grill guard, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <clears throat> so uh, <laughs> you know there was a lot going on, and uh, and the guy and this was one of the mornings that I grabbed the grill guard because I was having a hard time getting to a limb, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a long way, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, so I look up and you know and if you know as, as graphic as y'all you know y'all surely already know by now there was there was a lot of sounds in the woods and it wasn't you know it wasn't bucks grunting and uh, you I know or, or this through the podcast <laughs> or uh, <laughs> or it wasn't no bucks grunting no does bleating it was just old John <laughs> well the guy that was there to hunt with me I didn't I really didn't know but he thought that I had told him to wait for me by the front of the truck well it's dark <laughs> and uh so my man that that ended up harvesting bobby like i said uh he had a he he got to go back to my truck right beside me and, and hand me a roll of toilet paper <laughs> and uh that is a true story 
True story. And there wasn't any waddling like Neil said. There was just a whole lot of hurrying up with some paper. Is what I was. Yes. That's what I was waiting on. So, yep. So now y'all know, and uh, that's that is that's the skinny of it right there. When it goes down, it's going down. It don't matter where. Yeah, you yeah. you, you got to do what you got to do. Don't matter who's in camp. Doesn't matter. No. Doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter <laughs> at all. Nope. No doubt. Good night. Even though he is guy of the year, he st- still has some sort of. You know, human sensations and stuff. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. He's, he's not, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. So, with uh, that all out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> this is how far off we've gotten. What are we even Bad talking off. about? Yeah, yeah. Hey, like but it, hey, it's true stories, though. It's true hey, stories. Yeah. True if, stories. If you hunt. It happens. You can relate to that It story. happens. It happens. Well, then this is for m- one, each of you at different times but is there any advice you could give anybody you know that might be wanting to get if their passion is in the hunting industry or as a guide or an outfitter or what have you is there any advice bring some wipes bring some wipes other, bring than, some. other than don't <laughs> yeah. forget your freaking wipes yeah yeah <laughs> and uh for me and you know and, and I, it and, might not be that it might be you know, on the well, cow side or just in life in general well you know look <clears throat> I mean, I'll, I'll start out with this and, and Neil, Neil hunts a, a totally different kind of territory than what we hunt down here. Uh, it presents its different issues, different problems, different weather related stuff. Uh, and I'll tell, I'll just say real quick, you know, we went to hunt with you, Neil, we, we were hunting the prime of the prime right? as it's known as what it's always good for you in the mule deer country we were typically, hunting in. Typically. Typically. Yeah. Okay. So this year we had some of the worst weather we've had it doesn't matter who i talk to in this industry you're going to be faced with the problems of you know weather weather i will say no matter what is always going to dictate what happens in your hunt well to to tie back into what you're saying brandon what what my best advice for people is no matter if you want to get in the guiding business if you want to be a guide if you want to be an outfitter just always understand you will never control the uncontrollable. And we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And the reason I, honestly, the reason I say this is to, to tie it back in to even hunting as, you know, just for yourself. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Always understand, get, have your expectations in line with reality. That's, right. that's a saying that I love to say. Mm-hmm. I also like to say it's a great life if you don't weaken. <laughs> you know, so, but anyway, so just to, you know, you said on a personal John's note, saying just absolutely. don't, just don't weaken and do it. That's what he's yeah. saying. <laughs> but, uh, if you want to, if you want to be in the hunting industry, if you want to do this, get out there and do this, realize like what Neil and I both have said, and I don't want to put too many words in Neil's mouth, but it's something, you know, to go back and revisit what we've both said. This is not a get rich quick scheme. No, we do this because we love it. Yeah. If you don't love it, hunt for yourself, and that's that's where your spot will be in this industry. Yeah, hunt yep. for yourself because there's nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah. No, exactly. Absolutely. I mean, that's exactly. that's what that's what's gotten all of us to, exactly this, this far. You know, that's where it all started for everybody. Don't matter what you do or where you rank in this industry or if you are in the industry or not. I mean, the, the whole the whole point is is. Uh, you know, anybody that's involved with hunting loves the outdoors and 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 there's there's absolutely no shame in and and trying to just do just your hunt. own thing i mean that's 
I have many, many days where I wake up and wish I would have done that. You yep. know, to be honest, I, I love I what I do. Don't that. get me wrong, but but uh, but uh, yeah, that that has lots of benefits as well. You know, all my all my buddies when we're gone all fall, sending me pictures of stuff they shot and everything. And it's like, man, I haven't even killed an elk in I don't know how long. <laughs> right? Yeah, I have exactly. No idea. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, you know. Um, so yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, you got to kind of weigh the options if you're if you're thinking about you know, trying to, trying to push farther or do something, um, you know, professionally or potentially professionally in this industry, you have to weigh the options and you probably don't know what those options are until you're in it. Right. Um, but there's going to be some sacrifices and it's, it's not, it's not what everybody thinks it is. It's, it is rewarding. I'm not taking away from that, but it's very rewarding being able to do this all the time. But, but, uh, like I say, it's just like anything else. There's going to be pros and cons and and all sorts of things to jump hoops to jump through that you didn't realize were even there and and uh not as easy as you think but if it's something that somebody wanted to pursue i mean you have to have it in you to to really 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 want to do it right yeah right exactly that's with anything that's with anything yeah just for like sure. any other job or, for sure. or whatever and i think I mean, that's it's... i think we see that a lot well and, 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 and do and do what you love you know and, and we hear that all the time and you know and everybody can say that's so cliche but i think yeah. people but, have... do, but do what you love and that's that's one reason why neil and i do what we do and that's one reason why y'all do what you guys do with strutting bucks i, I mean think there's y'all a, love it yeah you know? I, I see it a lot and i'm not trying to pick on the younger generation but we yeah, see are. it, uh, but I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, because right. I see they, they it, need it more. I see it a <laughs> they lot. They need it more than they ever did. Today, I mean, people think, well, I, I want, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do what I love because there's never gonna be a bad day. There's gonna be there's bad, bad days, days even yeah. when you're doing exactly. what you love, and it's gonna suck at times. Exactly. Today. But it's still, it's what you love. If it's truly what you love, that won't matter yeah. in the end. I guess that's where I was going. If yeah. it's really something you want. Yeah, then, you gotta then, see it. Yeah, but yeah. don't you, think it's gonna be roses all day. I mean, every I, look, day. I mean, look at you guys. You you guys probably both graduated high school and then just started hunting professionally, and you make millions of dollars a year, <laughs> and you just drive around and go hunting all the time. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that, right? Yeah, Isn't yeah, that pretty exactly. much how it went. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly how it went. Yeah, yeah, no work or anything. No, we just, don't. Do, I mean, we we yeah. really have the life. Yeah, you wake up every day and hunt with your afternoon guide, and, and uh, <laughs> Why, why'd you point it? Why'd you point at me, Neil? I, I, I was pointing at the dog. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It takes time. For it sure. takes time. There's it takes time. Doubt. But if yeah. But, but if, if you guys, love it, if you love it and you're devoted to it, exactly. By all means, exactly. Yeah. B said something on a podcast. I guess one of the last ones we did. He was we were talking about passion. He said, if you really are passionate about something, you can't quit on it. Because if you quit, you're not just quitting a job or not. You're, you're quitting your passion. Right. You right. Know? Yeah. So if it's yeah. really a passion, yeah, you're gonna see it through. And yeah. you'll and you'll never quit it. Yeah. yeah. You'll yep. never quit. And I think yeah. to me that I, even with even older people or younger people, I see that with when it comes to passion. I, I had a guy one time. This is what I deal with sometimes. I had a guy come to me wanting to go to work and do an internship, graphic design guy, supposedly. And I said, man, what do you want to do with your life? You know, what if you could do anything and money didn't have anything? You know, just what would you do? And he said, man. I want to design T-shirts. Really? I said, okay, this guy's about to graduate college, graphic design degree. I said, all right. I said, you're passionate about it? He goes, yeah, I think so. And I said, you got any T-shirts I can see you've ever designed? No, I ain't never made it. I ain't never designed a T-shirt. Never done that. <laughs> never done that. Who's graduating college? What? But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, if it's truly your passion, you're doing it regardless of. Oh money. yeah, right. Initially, right. You know, and if it turns into something, so right. be it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ways to yeah. get there. For yeah. sure. 
for sure. <laughs> you just said one of the most important things though about the whole deal. Regardless of money, you got you're gonna <laughs> exactly. have to you're gonna have to you have bear to. down for a little bit, yeah, no matter you, what no matter what you're doing. I mean, it's like starting a business or you know in, in any kind of facet. But but uh, yeah, you got to be willing to make some you, sacrifices. Yeah, and you've got to have some. You've got to obviously have a source of income, right? So usually that means you're working overtime, right? Yeah. Passion and some yeah, sort of talent. Right. You know, I mean, John's overtime got, or second John's jobs. Got, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, it's like B. You know, you you just you touched on it a while ago. I mean, this is not the only thing we do. Right. Absolutely. You know, we do we do what we do on you know in in another area mm-hmm. of income yep. to allow us to be able to have the opportunity to be yep. able to do what we do now mm-hmm. in the hunting industry. Yep. You know, so that that you know take away from me for that for sure is yeah. like look just get out there and hustle. Don't, yeah. you know, don't sit back and wait for somebody to hand you something because honestly, it your, hand, your, your hands, both your hands are going to be empty when you get done at the end of the day. Yeah. If, if you're wanting somebody to hand you something, get out there and hustle. Make sure, like I said, it's a great life if you don't weaken. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, we probably better wrap this up. Yeah, it has been awesome, man. Sitting Any closing on the back porch. statements? I still, Anything? I. Last week I wanted to be a cowboy at the end of the whole deal. Now you're gonna be a guy, don't you? Nope. You won't be a guy. Hunt with you won't be. <laughs> 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 I've done heard all the. I've done been to paid my time in my business. I don't want to pay it again. Yeah. Man. I yeah. ain't no guy. I know. Yeah. I stay in my lane. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, well, first of all, for me, uh, this is John with Fe Hill Company Ranch, uh, Strutting Bucks, Neil Carico, Timberline Outfitters. Yeah. Thank y'all so much for being here, honestly, because, you know, and, and we tell this to our clients, same thing. Without y'all, yeah, we can't do this. Yeah, Without y'all, we are not chasing our passion. Exactly. So, you know, first and foremost, thank you guys for being here. And, you. Uh, you know, it's always an awesome hunt. You guys do a Whoa, what did I say? Phenavel. Phenavel. That was one of the times Phenavel. I make yeah. a, I, Phenavel. I will Phenavel. make up a word. Don't start, you speaking don't in start cursive? Turkey, talking, in, talking curses. in cursive. Talking in cursive, He'd done that before. <laughs> you guys do, honestly. <laughs> so that's how you become God of the Year, kids. Yeah. yeah. But seriously. Talking about falafels and stuff. Yeah, falafels. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. But yeah. no, seriously, you guys do a phenomenal job is what I was trying to say. Y'all do a phenomenal job with uh, the episodes that y'all do for us. And, uh, you know, not only that, but the, the episodes you guys put out on Strutting Bucks, they're just, they're, they're some of the best out there. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know who will end up listening to this or we who's got listening to it now. Cool. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to believe you when you keep saying they're, they're on this side. Look, we got one more on the other side. We, got we have quadrupled our. You count the dogs, we got a lot. <laughs> This would actually be our first live podcast. It's it's live, but not live. I mean, I mean we got an audience. Oh, yeah. yeah. True. I see yeah. what you're saying. I thought you meant from a broadcast like. No. World. <laughs> Welcome. You guys are in on the initial <laughs> live. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you, John. All kidding aside. Absolutely. Man. Yes. You know, we love you guys. Thank you all we very love much. hanging down here. It's like family. It really is like family. I'm sure. glad we got to meet Neil and everybody. Neil, how do you guys? I, I do well. have a question, right quick, because everybody knows how to get a hold of John. Just it's social media driven. But how do how does somebody get a hold? of I mean, come on now. Well, something. We do have a website on the on the internet. 
Um, the interweb. Yeah. And the, world, the world wide web. My, yeah, my number. My, my number. <laughs> Word of mouth is still there. king, kids. Yeah. What's yeah. your website? Uh, it's TimberlineGuides.com. Um, and it's, and it's, uh, there's not a whole lot of information on there, but it does have my information. Contact information. Contact is information. Key on there, key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't advertise a lot, but but uh, we're out there somewhere on That's the internet. Awesome. Yeah, but, worldwide web. Yeah, but no, it's been it's been great to meet you guys. I mean, I, you know, John said you you all were going to be here while we're here, and, and uh, he said it's going to be a good mix, and there's yeah. there's no yeah. there's no doubt he was right on that one. Definitely. Um, good like-minded people, and it's yeah. been a pleasure. Well. Good, man. It's been fun. It's yep. the circle we talk about, boys. If you take anything away from this, whatever you do, don't forget the wet wipes. <laughs> yeah, that's for yeah. sure. And give, your, and give your guide a knife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, peace out, y'all. Adios, Later. kids. Bye. <laughs>